0: Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close, I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got Bet David? Value taming, giving value's contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what i become. I'm the, I'm the one.
1: Okay, Eric, uh, so if we are live, we're going to do it. We had a false start, so we're doing it again. The other one that we went live was a podcast from yesterday, but we're live. Okay, special podcast, 234. We're going to talk about the State of the Union speech. We have Vincent O'Shaughnessy in the house. We have the great Roger Stone in the house. Kai, we got a lot of things to talk about. It was an interesting speech. If you did get a chance to watch it, there was a legendary history-making kiss uh, I that I think it. It. It will be talked about for many, many decades to uh. come. Uh, that deserves to be on the cover of Time magazine. It, it's one of those top events uh, of the year. Somebody needs to write a book and put that on the cover of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're going to talk about how the first uh, prime minister president, who uh, somebody we'll talk about who used ChatGPT to prepare a speech. We'll react to that. Elon had some thoughts and concerns about ChatGPT that's going on. Uh, a few other statistics on what's going on with the economy. We'll touch on that as well. And then as well as... A uh, uh, Yesterday, we went live with a, uh, uh, what do you call it, Roland Martin podcast we had uh, that did very well. We got a lot of commentary on it. You know, it's been a lot of reactions, a lot of other channels reacted to it. It was great. Really enjoyed the banter and the debates. I think the audience won. Uh, there's a video that Jason Whitlock, I think it's last 20 videos, reacting to an event that took place, which, we will, uh, which I will uh, react to at the end of the podcast and give you my thoughts. But having said that, let's get right into it. Roger, you've seen many State of the Union speeches. I have. Okay, you've been around. You've seen a couple of these things. How would you rate yesterday's? Was it a good for them, and if it was, in what way?
0: Uh, I think it was a very effective speech. Uh, <laughs> like uh, any president, you stress the things you think are going well or the things you can put the best possible spin on. Uh, you, you try to ignore or de-emphasize those things that are not going well. There were times during this speech where I could close my eyes I could almost see Donald Trump rhetorically. Mm-hmm. Uh, America first, mm-hmm. bring back America, uh, American uh, manufacturing jobs, uh, stand up to China, uh, uh, taking credit in some cases for things that Trump did. No, it was Trump who capped the price of insulin, mm-hmm. uh, for example. And while it is true that uh, an increase of 12.8 million jobs is very impressive, it doesn't take into consideration how many jobs were lost, Uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And therefore, it's still true that there are fewer people working today than were working at the end of the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, the president continues to maintain, uh, I inherited a mess on inflation. No, actually, he inherited the lowest inflation rates in decades. uh, And it's his number one problem. Uh, Republicans particularly understand the correlation between spending and inflation. I'm not sure all voters understand the correlation between spending and inflation uh, but that's uh, that's what a presidential campaigns about and he acts like a man who's running
1: so do you think like if you watch the the State of the Union do you think um, it's Gave a better optic for the audience to say, you know what, I think this guy can run again and go run for the next time for himself. Do you think it was a good look for Democrats? Do you think Democratic voters are sitting there saying, well, in your face, Republicans, I thought he did a good job. How would you see specifically with optics? Because I know a lot of politics, there's policies. But then there's also optics. How did he look in regards to optics?
0: A little too soon to say. Okay. uh, because you have the event. Then you have the interpretation of the event by the media. Then you have the impact of that on voters. Uh, The number of people who think he should run has been systematically dropping. It was 52 several months ago. It's now down to about 37. We'll see if it bounces or or floats back up. Remains to be seen uh i thought that his the content overall was better than his Performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I never think it's a good idea to yell. Oh, I, I think yeah. I think yelling.
1: I mean <laughs> that it, never happens. We don't we don't well, like that either. Well, it's so. too hot. I yeah. mean,
0: it's too hot for a, a political leader. You you, in fact, when you want them to listen, you actually drop your voice on the more important points. Something that Nixon once commented on. So uh, I he goes back and forth between uh, between being conciliatory but yelling. Uh, overall, though, there has to be some consistency. This is this is a president who only months ago had a very dark speech in which he basically uh, condemned 50% of the people calling them extremists because they don't agree with him. So on the one hand, he wants to be conciliatory with Republicans. And, and I was glad that he talked about cancer and some of these other issues where hopefully we can get some bipartisan cooperation. But to talk about the fentanyl crisis and not attribute it to the open borders uh, policies of this administration is just unrealistic. The problem at our border is not lack of money or lack of resources; it's lack of will. It's a it's a it's a bad policy. Illegal crossings were down to a trickle. At the end of the Trump administration, illegal crossings now are hitting records. I think this is largely responsible for the fentanyl crisis in the country. So you can't you can't fight fentanyl unless you're prepared to close down the borders.
1: So can we can we do this? Can we uh, show the clip, uh, 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 Rob, if you can, of a few different things? Because I got notes here. I got the good, bad, ugly. Uh, score, what was a win to me for Democrats, for uh, 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 him, what was awkward, what was a loss, different topics. But can you show the clip of the kiss okay. that Jill Biden and Kamala Harris, if you can find that, while you're doing that, go ahead, man Do
2: you know who, so uh, did you see it, Roger, when uh, Joe Biden came down? And I didn't realize this. Her husband, his name is Doug Emhoff. He's the first, second gentleman of our entire political. Right. He's Kamala's. Husband and jill Biden came there, and it wasn't just like. Listen, we're Middle Eastern, yeah. So, Roger, when we when we see other family members, you know, maybe a kiss. Some 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 people do three. They literally locked eyes, and it wasn't just a, okay accidental here. It was a it was a moment where even the people around them were like, "Are we <laughs> are we on camera right now?" And it's like if comma like if that was somebody like. My mom, if that was her over there and, th- and that happened, my mom would have jumped over, I don't give a damn, jumped over these aisles and beat the hell out of jail. Like, that's that's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, look, he knows he's about to get there. He knows what's coming. He's about to give he, it to he's, her. He's the one that initiates. He starts. Okay, can we see? Uh, like, who's the old lady in the middle that just stuck right there? Do you guys know who that is? Don't who is re- that?
0: Don't that's recognize That's
2: probably his, That's probably, like, his mom or something. Yeah, can we play that, Rob? I want to see that. Oh, no sound. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Look
1: at that. I love the 3. That's on the lips, right? I mean that's, that's straight a, look, up on the mean? lips. Of course. Look. So mm. so here's my first here's, here's my question. Here's yeah. my question. I think it, it, you were born you can run for office, right? You're essentially born be, in America. Yeah. So everybody yeah. here is a natural citizen. I'm not. So to me, is this an American thing? Like is it normal for one uh, who to kiss another Man's wife, let alone—is that an American? Is that a normal thing to do? No, uh
0: it's it's, and this is just a distraction. I mean, this is like a UK Daily Mail moment, you know. uh But no, I don't think I don't think it's a a cultural thing. By the way, you can run for anything, but president of the United States.
1: Pat could who? Yes, you. You. Yeah, I'm not interested. I understand,
0: but just the fact that you're uh, not not natural born, whatever that means, doesn't mean you couldn't run
1: for. Yeah. So I mean, to me, when I see something like this, I'm. I'm a little bit weirded out by it, you know, to to say, hey, it's it, okay it to do something like this. Do you find that weird as no, well or I, is it just I, me? I
3: found it very weird. I was listening to this in the car yeah. this morning and I didn't even notice it until we we played it back and I was like, What that is very weird. And the internet has definitely been been sharing this more than enough.
2: And you guys know you guys know so who far. that is. That's Paul Pelosi with the hat right there, and that's Bono on the left. You Thank see? Him? Yeah. Thank
0: God he didn't sing.
2: Thank <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> that's hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, what would he? But yeah, just, it was, It's just. It's just an awkward thing to do, when, especially when you know all the cameras are on you. They're so, they're applauding you. You just walked into the room, and then that's the first. Like that's. She didn't do this with anybody else. It was just. It was just to the second gentleman. Okay, done. So,
1: so does anybody care? Is this like even anything? So meaning, let's just say, uh, uh, let's just say Trump's wife kisses. Mm. Uh, Mike Pence, Mike Pence. It's kind of like doing that, right? Or is that like, who would that be? No, it would be Mike, Mike Pence's. Well, that, that doesn't that, work. Yeah, But it would be opposite though. Yeah. but it's it's just still somebody's. I don't know, man. I just,
2: somebody's wife or husband, t- like locking lips. Or that I I that was the, that right off the rip because that was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh my god, did that really? Just happened, and then he Man, that's, opened. Like, that's and then like, he opened with calling uh, God, Chuck Schumer the uh, minority. What do what do you call him? Right when he went on the stage, he had a gaffe right up the right <sighs> up the rim.
1: Okay, so anyways, to me, it's very weird, but I I have my own thoughts on this. I'll get into it, and in Akai, Vinnie, rest of you guys, okay. I'd love to get a little bit more uh, content on this as well. So first of all, I, I think uh, the following about what happened: if we were to survey a hundred different people, say forty Republicans, forty Democrats, twenty independent libertarians, and say how well of a job you think Biden's going to do given the State of the Union speech? Okay, and they put their scores before, before, okay. not yeah. after, before. I think the average person's going to say, you know, a four, a five, it's what they're, they're going to expect for him to do. Right? It's like a guy you have that's on the bench who averages six points a game, and you put him in, he scored seventeen points. And you're like, dude, we were not expecting seventeen points from this guy. I think that's what he did. He went in, and I think it was a very good look for him. The Democrats, again, my opinion on what happened. The most awkward part was that, okay? Mm-hmm. I think the part that I give credit to is the following. I'll get into that here in a minute. Here's some of the things he talked about. Number one, inflation. He blamed Putin on inflation. We caught that. So that blame game, you don't gain credibility there anytime you do that. But we know where that's going. And then the last two years, 10 million jobs, 10 million Americans have applied to start a new business. Okay, so you're kind of appealing to the small business owner. We get that. That's a good speech that's given. Then the next thing was uh, social security. Every five years, you know how Rick Scott is negotiating for this. I think that was a massive, massive victory for him It because it was off the cuff. It was uncomfortable. If you can play it, this is like, if you show a highlight of Michael Jordan going over Sam Perkins and switching and making the, the shot with his left hand, I think this was his moment. If you want to just press play, so the audience can zoom, just zoom in, so they can hear it and see it. Yeah, zoom in even closer, even closer. You don't need to see the words, just the face. There you go. If you can click on it. So watch this. This is the moment. Audio on the bottom right. Well, it's all the uh, oil refineries anyway. So why? Oh, should we this isn't the one. Them? This is this is a complete different thing. This is the oil refinery one. The one I'm talking about is where. Uh, what is this one here? No, that's a different one as well. There's a clip where. The Republicans and him, they're talking about Social Security. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about Medicare. So if you go on YouTube or Twitter and type on Social Security, Medicare, Biden, it'll come up. I think that was his highlight. And, you know, I know it's very hard for Republicans to even give credit to him. I think that's his highlight. Is that the one? How many minutes is that? Buck 37? That should be the one. Press play and audio. Fair share some Republicans. Okay, re- rewind. Some Republicans Watch this. Here's when it gets nasty. Hostage.
4: I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Watch this. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, she looks some very Republicans, happy. some Republicans, want Medicare and Social Security sunset. I'm sunset. not saying it's no, a majority. No, no, I'm not saying it's a majority. Yeah, what one person talked oh, to you about oh, it? Great <laughs> setup. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks. The idea is that we're not going to be we're we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Watch this, folks.
1: Watch—he corners them. And then he makes all the Republicans stand up. Watch this. This is his highlight.
4: So, folks, as we all apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now. Right? They're not to be stopped. <laughs> all
1: right. Watch this. And then, no, hang on. You don't have any more? Oh, the best part is missing. You know what's the best part what he does right after this? He says, "So can we all stand up if you agree to protect seniors?" Uh-huh. And he makes every body, stand, body stand up that even booed him. So look, if you if you can go minute forty-two, go all the way to the last ten seconds. Yeah, that's the one. Oof. Oof. Press play. Don't do that. Don't do that because it's hurting the ears. To yeah. All
4: right. We got you know,
1: go back to buck 20 yeah go back (laughs) back this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell
4: So, folks, as we all apparently agree, Social Security Medicare. Anyways, right afterwards, he makes everybody stand up.
1: You can just pause it. He gets everybody else to stand up. So I thought that was a defining moment for him. That's a highlight, okay? For him to and, and this is why. Let me explain why. Okay. You have to know this is we don't sit here every week and talk about how amazing Joe Biden is, okay? But to me, strategically, when you go off the script and it's all about the teleprompter and there is a 75-second moment that you can't lean on the teleprompter and that comes off the cuff to do that, I think you got to give the guy credit on being able to leverage on any kind of cornered McCarthy because he took away a couple cards away to negotiate. Now, I would love to see your thoughts because you look like you got a couple Uh, things uh, to say.
0: I disagree with just about all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First of all, McCarthy (laughs) announced the morning before the speech that, that Medicaid and... Social Security off the table. Mm-hmm. We're not going to consider cuts in any ways. Joe just lost his big bugaboo issue. They always use in October. Oh, vote against the Republicans. They're going to cut your Social Security. It's very clear that that's not in our plan. I've also never seen that kind of reaction at all in a in a uh, uh, in the State of the Union address. They take one senator, Rick Scott, who has a plan. That, by the way, I don't think any other senator supports. Uh, and uh, he signals him out and tries to imply that, that this is, a, 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 this is a more emblematic of the overall Republican Party. So uh, I don't think uh, – I, I think he just lost an issue that they use as a scare tactic – Because no one – and Trump, by the way, tweeted about this prior to the event, to to the Republicans, saying Social Security and Medicare have to be off the table. Uh, uh, The other thing here, of course, is that our politics moves so fast and our electorate is so volatile that any conclusion we reach here today or any impression that Biden makes uh, on the voters can change within days. I mean, as we have seen in this recent – controversy regarding the Chinese surveillance balloon, an event like that can so completely suck up, suck up the oxygen uh, on all political coverage and change things overnight.
3: No, I absolutely kind of uh, agree that he did. I I was surprised by Biden, to be quite honest. I mean, every time he goes up to speak, you just wonder what he's going to do to screw it up or how he's going to make it look worse. Uh, but in this speech overall, I was I was thoroughly impressed. He looked presidential, and especially considering the way he was at his campaign speeches and how he's was stumbling and going back and forth. Yeah. And you're like, what what's going it, on?
2: It was like watching a NASCAR race, and everybody watches it to watch. I want to see the big crash, and you yeah. just saw some fender yeah. benders, but nothing really really bad happened. Because mind you, I, when I watch speeches like that, mind you, I'm embarrassed as as an American citizen as a veteran, because I'm I'm biting my nails like what? Because he messed up a couple times. Some words, you know, he's. He can't really articulate them. I think he said prescription drugs once, but he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like like a, like a, a four year old. But I mean, it's just like you're waiting for that mistake, and like, who knows, bro? He's 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 right on the edge of like even the way he walks. And I mean, I feel I genuinely feel bad, bad for him
1: because I think he's he's at that point. I don't I don't I don't think he should run. But I. Uh, by the way, the running conversation is a different conversation. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation we can have afterwards. But to me, you know, right afterwards, Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave a speech and she said. You know, I'm officially the youngest uh, governor in America at 40 years old. And President Biden is the oldest president ever at 80 years old to give the message that she, he gave. So I think America is kind of tired with, you know, the messaging. All I'm saying is in this specific moment, I want to find that scene because I think it is a scene that we have to see. I think I found it here where he gets everyone to have to stand up. It's at an hour. Yeah, there it is. It's right here. I'll send the link to you to go to hour and one minute uh, to share with that. but I'll keep going with the other topics that I have. Um, He had the parents of Tyree Nichols there, which is a good way to connect with what took place. And uh, a very great opportunity for uh, connection to talk about law enforcement needs training. Great. Fine. So he hit that. If Congress suggests a national ban, I will veto it. Great. Fine. Story of fentanyl, which that was a very bad look for him because you don't talk about what you're fixing when your leader who needs to go to the border, Kamala, doesn't even go to talk to the people at the border. It's 100 percent hypocrisy, whether you're middle, center, left, right. It doesn't matter. You can't talk in that topic with a lot of um Credibility. I thought the baby that fought cancer, I thought that was a great story that he gave heartfelt. Again, he hit the heartfelt messages uh, that took place. Paul Pelosi standing up. I don't know who said to have even a shout out to Paul Pelosi. I don't think that was a good look because things are too fresh. And, uh, you know, you don't want a guy that's hanging out with another guy with a hammer and a beer in his hand and their underwear to kind of give an endorsement to a person like that's a yeah, little awkward. That, that, let's that was, let's wait was, another six or 12 months before we it do was, that.
2: It was weird. But to make that I think that was to like like feel bad. For, and don't get me wrong. I felt bad. The guy was attacked. But all the stuff leading up to and the, the police video, it, all the questions of what they said it was. So what you saw was like, wait a minute. They looked like they were just somebody walked in on them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So
1: but the, but the, the the one where he tripped. On his own deal is the one that I just gave you. If you can go to that, the one that you had up originally, which was the oil issue, okay? Which was the oil issue, which I oh, yeah. think is this one. Yeah, with play the ten this years,
2: one? Yeah.
4: For a decade, and Re- that's gonna exceed. We'll play. We'll play. Beyond
1: that. Look at this. We'll play. Watch this.
2: This was with the with the uh, oil.
1: Yeah, you need the audio.
2: You need oil for. T- oh yeah, this was
1: it.
4: You're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway. Look so why Kevin's should we face. invest in them? I said we're going to need oil for at least another decade, and that's <laughs> going to exceed.
1: <laughs> the look at Kamala's face. You shouldn't have said that. We're going to
4: need it. You see, it? and when I talked we're to them, they say we're afraid you're going to shut down when all the... When you saw oil that, oil what did all you all think the-
0: about this one? So much for the new green deal, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, look—it's it, a reality. You had—you had for the first time—you had. Energy independence under Trump. Every president, Republican and Democrat, they always pledged it. Nobody ever did it. Uh, There's enough natural oil uh, and natural gas under under U.S. territory to fuel the country for the next 100 years. Uh, For the first time, we don't have to go hat in hand to the Middle East or to Venezuela for oil. We turn on the Russian pipeline that Trump shut down. We shut down our pipeline. This makes this makes no sense at all. And now Joe Biden has just essentially uh, contradicted the dogma of his party that we need to be moving off of fossil fuels immediately. Um, I thought it was one of the weakest parts of the speech. And, of course, Republicans were high-fiving each other. Yeah. By the way, that was, a, again, you. so here's kind of how I
1: see this. There are a few people who can do without the teleprompter. He's not one of them. Definitely. At all. Okay. If you were to even count on your hand how many people can give a talk for an hour or two or three without a teleprompter, it's not a long list of names. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who would you say? You you, you you follow this sport closer than anybody else. Trump is one of them. Who else can go without a teleprompter? Uh,
0: uh, very few. You make an excellent point. Very few. <laughs> would you put Obama on that list and Clinton on that list? Uh, I think Obama could probably do it. I think uh, so. I, I think he's taste talented. What about Clinton, Clinton? Clinton could definitely do it. The problem is Clinton would talk for two hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like give him the light to get off. Well, he was good, though, when he would tie. At least he would entertain you yeah. when he would do his part. All mm. I'm saying is the following. Here's kind of how this works. It's like, you know, you're in your floaties in the middle of the ocean. You're okay. You're doing fine. Okay? You let the floaties go. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's risky. Yeah. I bet a lot of the people who were the speechwriters, they kept saying, President of mine, suggestion, just stick to the teleprompter. Yep. You can pause, take your time, but just read it slowly. We're going to be okay. The moment he was out there without the floaties, yeah. They're they're probably like, oh, my God, where are we (laughs) going to go? Well, he made one of them up, which is the Medicare and and Social Security, because he got that older vote, Mm -hmm. the baby boomer vote, the way he did it. Well, maybe he got them to listen. But then he slipped up with the oil one. And the old one where the Democrats are like, bro, you just stick to the flipping script teleprompter. What are you doing? So that's the part with him. So he had his flip fly. He had a few turnovers. But I also thought he made a few good plays.
3: No, absolutely. I think, especially with uh, on, the, on, the, on the Democrat side of how they've been so against the oil, the Green New Deal, and pushing that forward, the reality is there's no doubt that there's going to be some sort of transition to some point down the road, but obviously they're pushing for a very heavy, now, everything, abolish oil, get rid of it, this, that, and the other, and what he just proved was that the reality is that's not the case, but that's what they're pushing for. So he just kind of screwed
0: up their argument on that end. Yeah, the other obvious uh, balloon in the room... Not the, not uh, the Chinese uh, one. <laughs> is that he has a little section in there? Where he talks about being tough on China mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, we we just were tough on them, but in fact, we we let this balloon into U.S. airspace. We let it essentially navigate all the way across the country from Montana to the Carolinas, uh, and, and then only then and only then do we do anything about it, other than sending a strong letter to the Chinese. I, I think he sustained more damage from that over the last week than anything he picked up with tough-on-China rhetoric in this speech. The Chinese were paying us billions and billions and billions of dollars in tariffs. He canceled that program. Yep. Uh, the Chinese, clearly watching our fumbling in Afghanistan, uh, watching what's going on uh, in in uh, Ukraine, uh, they've definitely got plans regarding Taiwan. And the lesson of history is that weakness provokes aggression, weakness provokes war
1: yeah but the spin doctors showed up very quickly and they said a balloon under trump was there for a while and you know nothing was done about it and these balloons are normal balloons and and then the the average voter sitting there saying oh maybe this is just a normal thing with all these balloons that they have i
0: I don't think i don't think that so the secretary of defense says nobody told me that there were Chinese balloons in U.S. airspace, nobody else in the national security apparatus. So I think it's an effort to try to make it usual, no big deal, normalize. So it. On. Yeah, uh, I I don't think I don't think it worked. You don't
1: think it worked. You know how I typically know when it didn't work is the following way, speci- especially with his biggest opponent right now, who is President Trump, right? So if President Trump talks about it, he senses it as a weakness of the opposition, his opponent. And he knows who his opponent is. Can you play the two-minute clip of what President Trump said? He called it the real State of the Union speech. I love it. So here's uh, former President Donald Trump. Rob, we, we can't hear him without audio, buddy. Go back, millions go back.
5: Ill- here's okay. the real State of there the Union. Go. Over the past two years, under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III, and on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making america great again we will make our country better than ever before and we will always put america first thank you
1: okay so so millions of immigrants yeah 160 different countries he's gonna that's his campaign he just gave you his place right right? there yeah signature issue beautiful yeah exactly Uh, absolutely savages and rapists are being released from prison sanctuary cities or you know border fine grade three Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Economy, it's a strength. Typical American family paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs. It's Easy. felt middle Easy America. Yep. He's talking to low and middle income families. The average family is spending Joe Biden's weaponized justice department. Perfect on what is going on with that. And now it's backfiring on Biden. He's going to play that no problem. He's uh, uh, turning us into potentially World War Three, leading us into World War Three. That is a very, very... Uh, uh, it could be a valid issue that he's bringing up. He's the most corrupt president ever. We don't know what's going to happen now with Kevin McCarthy and them leading the House, the investigation. That You're going to see every day Hunter or somebody's out there being talked about, all this stuff. They're going to have to address that. And then he came back and said, I'm going to come back. We're going to make put America first again. So, uh, you know, if you only watch the State of the Union... You're blown away by, you know, you're like, okay, this was a decent speech. If you watch it from Trump's side, you see all the flaws. If you watch it from Sarah Huckabee's side, you see the flaws. If you watch it from CNN's side, they were ecstatic on how great of a job he did. So it all depends on who's watching it, right? So, so but here's the point now, that when we're seeing this taking place with uh, uh, the State of the Union given, being given and Trump given w- what message he just gave, at what point do you sit there and say, okay... Because Trump hasn't yet turned on the throttle on really going campaigning. This isn't Trump campaigning yet. With the timing of when the State of the Union is, first week of February, okay? And in election time, we got what right now? 22 months, 21 months, whatever the timeline is. When do you see, historically, where all of a sudden this full throttle,
0: Trump's going 100% offensive? When does that happen? First of all, I think his uh, announcement of candidacy was more of a marker than it was the beginning of a campaign. He was letting everybody in his own party and in the other party know, I'm definitely running. You don't need to speculate about it. Secondarily, um, while uh, he is raising money, uh, and uh, between the time he announced uh, and the end of the filing period, he he raised nine point five million dollars. Now, to me, that's a lot of money. People say, "Oh, he underperformed." Well, he has no overhead because he's not out doing rallies. The rallies, by the way, are a half million dollars apiece. Wow. A half million dollars. So, uh, you know, he is he's he has a very lean staff. Uh, he is doing events like he did in New Hampshire and South Carolina which keeps his exp- his campaign's expenses down, because you don't know, recognize those now need to be paid for by his by his uh, re-election campaign. Uh, and uh, here's where I think he is making an error, uh, and hopefully he will change his mind. Uh, he's been putting out some very good issue-oriented videos. I thought that was a very good video. Uh, but he needs to put them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a mistake to just it's continue to, 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 to post uh, solely... Uh, at True Social. First of all, I love True Social. But it is, by definition, uh, you're talking to your base. 100%. Uh, It is a great place to talk to people, not not all of whom, but most of whom agree with you. Mm -hmm. But in terms of talking to everybody, uh, your supporters uh, and uh, your opponents and those in the middle, um, I don't think Twitter can be beat. Uh, He has 87 million followers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He has a little over 3 million uh, followers, I think, on True Social. I could be a little off on that. Uh, let's say that um, a substantial number of the people following him on Twitter are bots. Well, let, let's say it's 50%, yeah. which I don't think it is. Yeah. Well, that means he has 42 million people. I mean, that's still an enormous number, number yeah. of people. So I, I'm hopeful that he will begin posting this, this uh, content this video content, particularly, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't have to use Twitter, you know, for his for his sniping, yeah. <laughs> which he loves to do, of course, uh, which is just kind of part of his political persona. Mm-hmm. But I do think he needs to occasionally, occasionally, go back on Twitter. Is there is there any
2: is he contractually binded to Truth Social? He is or not. He's not. Okay, he, he is not. So do you guys think this is like a tactical move where he's just waiting, he's biding his time to actually like just hit it, like Pat was saying, to go full throttle, and then it all comes out, or he's or he's just like did he still have like a sour taste in his mouth from the way he was treated and 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 banned?
0: Uh, the most predictable thing about Donald Trump is that he's completely unpredictable yeah. so <laughs> it's hard, uh, and it's not and, I love and, it. and it's not always easy to understand exactly why he's doing what he's doing but in all cases he's doing it with some purpose i do think he understands that the very first time he goes back to twitter that's a huge story. Mm-hmm. That's an enormous story. And therefore, when he goes there, he should go there to say something of substance. Uh, these videos are, are really quite good, uh, but they're not getting the kind of resonance I think they, they could get uh, if he posted occasionally on Twitter. Can
1: okay, we can we do, can we do uh, 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 what do you call it? Can we put a poll and ask how many people today on this live are actually on Truth Social? I'd be curious to know how many people are on Truth Social. If you had to so- guess, what would you say, Pat? From the people in the chat, less than five percent are on Truth Social. I was, I was going to say, say uh, less than five, and I think that's a high number okay. uh, to to be on Truth Social. I don't think that many people are on Truth Social. So, but here's the question though: um, you only get to do your first tweet once, right? First tweet, you're coming back to it. You only yeah. get to do it once. <clears throat> And I believe it's going to end up being the most liked tweet in the history of Twitter and the most retweet tweet, retweeted tweet on the, in the history of Twitter until it's like a terrible waste of a first opportunity. If it's like a video, if it's something that's really solid, it'll be record-breaking, you know, 100, 200, 300 million views is what the video is going to get. I believe that. Do you think, knowing him, he's hanging tight to make sure that the first one is not only perfectly timed, to maximize the effort, to not just waste it right now because it's too early to
0: drop Twitter. Well, I'll put it this way: uh, I agree with your analysis that the first time he does it, it will be a mega story. That's like f- times five rallies, right? In yeah, you're right. Of, in terms yep. of and reach, uh, and he does have a good sense of timing. So, yeah, I think he, I think he's going to use it both when he has something very important to say, and also when there is more focus. Right now, in our party. He's the only candidate running. The Field has not has not been has not been filled. Uh, there's a lot of people. Nikki, Haley. Nikki Haley. Well, did she, did she formally announce or did She announced that she's going to announce. I'm not sure, but she made her intention right. you known. So right. I think yeah. it'd be fair to, to count her as a, a candidate, I guess. Um, uh, but I do think it is a it's an asset that he will use at the right time. To go back to another point you made, and I think this is an absolute key, which is two billion dollars more for Ukraine in this speech. Two billion. Uh, I mean, uh, it is it is true that, particularly because of U.S.-based coverage of the war, most Americans support Ukraine. Uh, most Americans are opposed to Putin uh, and Russia. But at some point, we have 370,000 homeless veterans in this country. Uh, and uh, in the end, I think it will be up to the Fed as to whether we have a recession or not. Yeah. Uh, it is entirely possible Republicans, more than all voters, recognize the correlation between massive spending and inflation. Uh, And inflation is uh, the number one, along with immigration, I think, the number one and number two problem for this administration. So uh, I believe the war, not only am I worried about us kind of stumbling into World War III, um, but I also think that it's very conceivable that, like the Vietnam War, like the Korean War, The war could become very unpopular over time. The longer the war goes, uh, the more unpopular it will become because of the cost. Uh, And also the softer our economy is, the more the resentment that we are seeming to be just running the printing presses and sending uh, this money uh, to Ukraine. So um, I do think Trump's greatest single potential opportunity uh, is to run as the peace candidate. Eisenhower said, I will end the war in Korea. Nixon said, I will end the war in Vietnam. Given the Middle Eastern peace deal, which Trump got done, which no one thought possible, given the fact that it was Trump who turned off the Russian pipeline uh, and Trump who gave the offensive weapons to the Ukrainians that Obama would not give them, mm-hmm. uh, given Trump's diplomatic success, success in North Korea, where he at least got the madman to to stop his nuclear weapons uh, development testing, Mm -hmm. which is now restarted under Joe Biden. I mean, I think he has credibility as a dealmaker, as a negotiator. uh, And I think um, uh, he appealed to that anti-interventionist streak in America and particularly in the Republican Party in 2016. um, And I think uh, uh, I think he will do so again. Were you going to say something? Yeah,
3: so I think just to to piggy off of uh, what Roger was saying in terms of Ukraine, I definitely think that U.S. has passed the the line that Putin kind of drew in the sand to begin with of supporting Ukraine, and specifically through military equipment, through the tanks that they've been sending and stuff like that. So if Putin really wanted to, I think that he has justified reason on his end uh, to really launch full-out further war on that end. But my concern would definitely be more on the the opposite side of China versus uh, Russia, really starting something that we kind of accidentally stumble into.
2: Roger, at the end of the day, because I'm I'm, as a veteran, too, just like Pat, when we're giving all this money and we're helping and we're, we're, you know, the the, the act to me is everybody wear the flag in Ukraine. We're sending all these billions. What is the end goal? What are we in it
0: for? That's that's an excellent question because we signed a treaty in 1994 mm -hmm. between Ronald Reagan and leader uh, uh, Gorbachev, in which we agreed not to push Ukraine into NATO which means really not to mount offensive Western financed missiles on the ground in Russia. Uh, We do have bioweapons labs there. The administration stumbled and admitted it, then they tried to pull it back. Uh, And uh, if you say, well, we're there to support democracy— Zelensky has arrested everybody ran against him in the last election. He's outlawed all the other parties. He closes down newspapers. He closes down TV stations. He closes down radio stations. He arrests journalists. He just closed down the largest church in the country. So this is it's not about democracy. Uh, and I think we have been provocative. Now, people watch that and say, oh, there you go. Roger Stone is a Putin uh, apologist. He loves Putin. He's a Russophile. No. I, I had family members mowed down by Russian tanks in Budapest in 1956. I, I have no use for Putin he's a thug. I have no use for their for their system uh, but I, I do this is most certainly not about democracy uh, and uh, I, I really fear that we could stumble into World War three I agree and it doesn't help when we
2: have in my Roger, Roger I was telling pat earlier I used to I was stationed at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana in regards to the Chinese the, the balloon situation. We knew it was traversing from China as of last month on the 28th we let it fly all the way to to uh, Great Falls Montana over Malmstrom Air Force Base which is a nuclear missile base that I was stationed at no no care in the world apparently they were monitoring and it wasn't looking and just the fact that we let it come into our airspace i i, I there's no excuse for anything like that unless just saying that China we like we we still haven't held them accountable for covid so you know whatever now there's a spy plane and it doesn't seem like anybody really they don't even care. The biggest thing I saw was that they
3: canceled the trip to China, and that was yes. their response: "of Okay, we're gonna we're gonna push back on you. We're
0: not gonna show up on your trip." So I don't think the Chinese care too much about that. They I don't. really yeah, exactly. don't. Think, no, they think they don't. Care. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I, no.
1: I really don't think they care. So I, I, let me just read the balloon story, and let's yep. kind of hear yep. some of the stuff on there. So, Chinese spy balloon over central USA will be in U.S. airspace for a few days. Pentagon says this is a February third story, so it's an older story. So. Defense Department Spokesperson Brig- Brigadier General Pat Ryder said Friday that the Chinese surveillance balloon hovering over the U.S. has moved into a central part of the country but declined to get into specifics. No problem. The balloon is currently flying about 60,000 feet above sea level, higher than civilian aircraft. The Biden administration has condemned the presence of a China sur- surveillance aircraft in the U.S. airspace as a violation of U.S. sovereignty. But nothing happens, okay? Same day Trump says shoot down the balloon, Okay. President Trump on Friday called for the U.S. to shoot down the suspected China's high-altitude surveillance balloon that had been spotted flying over different states in the recent days. Shoot down the balloon Trump posted on his uh, Truth Social. Office of Naval Intelligence Veteran Human Events Senior Editor Jack uh, Basobik agreed with former president assessment writing, you shoot down the balloon and launch bombers from Guam," uh, Guam. that's, gonna, uh, that's what you do when homeland is threatened. Stephen Miller, Trump's former senior advisor for policy and White House director of speech writing, blamed current President Joe Biden's weakness for the decision to not shoot down the balloon. Okay. So then this continues. U.S. military shoots down Chinese spy balloon over Atlantic Ocean. The U.S. military shot it down while the balloon was off the coast of South Carolina. The balloon was shot down by U.S. military fighter jet on Saturday afternoon. Senior defense official said during a Thursday afternoon briefing that the U.S. government is confident the surveillance balloon is from the People Republic of China. Senior U.S. official said that the government was considering a plan to shoot the balloon down while it's over the Atlantic where it wouldn't harm any individuals on the ground. Uh, official added that the U.S. government could potentially recover uh, the balloon. And then there's even uh, uh, comments about the fact that China wasn't happy that we shut it down. <laughs> they got Did mad. Did you see that story where why would you shoot down the balloon? Yeah, they
2: said that they might, might even take action against us because we shot down their spy balloon over our country. Um, and
0: we also can't seem to be able to get a straight answer about whether we in some way were able to jam... Their transfer of information uh, back to China. We don't. We don't know the answer to that. Exactly. Did uh, they?
3: Did they end up picking up the balloon? They said they. They were
2: going to try to do that when it when they tried to like the, like the recovery effort. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did. But 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 what I what I I fail to grasp and understand is they bro they monitor everything it was it left over an ocean if you wanted to knock it down that's where you knock it down is over that ocean not the Pacific before it's it starts. before it's starting so you're basically giving people the green light come come and spine I don't believe the whole rhetoric of well we were monitoring it they weren't really looking at certain things that we didn't want to it stopped over Great Falls Montana right over a nuclear missile base I'm not stupid I don't I don't think the people are stupid but the way that they spin it it's trust us nothing. We don't want to blow up a balloon because we don't know what's going to fall out of it. We're letting it come over. Who knows what could have been on it? Who, who knows? It could have had a bomb. It could have had anything on it. We have no idea. China's pushing the envelope because they know. And you mentioned it, Roger, from, from the Afghanistan withdrawal, we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, uh, Biden, you kind Ukraine. of inv- invited uh, Russia to attack Ukraine when he said, you know, a minor uh, incursion wouldn't be, you know, we would tolerate that. He basically gave them a the green light, and now something like this. Nobody respects us when it comes to to, to defense, and they, uh, they don't respect uh, Joe Biden. I think it's showing when they when they pull off stunts like this.
0: It's a test. I think I think it's a test. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can shoot down the balloon. Uh, in international, you know, airspace. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it was over U.S. sovereign territory— We had an obligation to act. Uh, and then just the the more the days stretched out and the whole country is like <laughs> recording hit on their phone. And there's more there's more balloon memes than you can, <laughs> you can ever see. Yeah,
2: they took over uh, the egg memes. If on, on you the, were
0: uh, to give it because you said it's a test. If you were to give the Biden administration a grade on how they responded to that test, what would that grade it be? It would be an F. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it would be F because they waited so long. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I think you have to move immediately on those things. You, you have If it turns out to be true that there were balloons over U.S. territory during the Trump presidency and that some in the military didn't tell the president or the SECDEF (laughs) – because they feared that he would do exactly that. Wow, that's yeah. a real problem. That's no, a big I think
3: problem. I think also, especially if if you're saying like it's a test. What if they're trying to see what how much they can do while still getting away from it? So if they were to do something finally, then the boundary is already drawn so far out mm-hmm. that they'd get a further head start in a sense before we react. Because I now agree. it's like oh, they can go over our airspace, they can do all this 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 other stuff without us really giving a reaction. So then you've kind of drawn the lines there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I think the biggest thing is. There's two things, okay? One is you go to a place and to measure someone's toughness and to measure someone's, uh, the other day I did a poll, would you rather be respected, feared, admired, and then there was another one, loved, loved, right? And for whatever reason, respected was number one, 55%. I think feared was number three or something like that to see those three again. Respected, feared, admired, and loved, right? Uh, Which, by the way, in a life- Uh, you know, like a regular person just living a life, they're probably wanting to be respected, right? Which makes sense. But if you're a world leader, you want to be feared where people don't do anything. You're at a bar. You're sitting with your girl. You have a reputation. Your girl's beautiful. So if a guy totally fears you and respects you, doesn't even talk to your girl to come and say anything to her, right? Right? If a guy is trying to see maybe you're okay with it, he'll come and be friendly with your girl. But if she comes and says to you, hey, do you mind if I dance salsa with your girl? He doesn't think you care if he dances. So Now, to some people, like that's not a big deal if somebody has to dance salsa with your girl. What China is doing right now is saying, I don't think he's going to mind. Just put the balloon out there. They're not going to do anything. They're going to take their time, and they're going to think about it because they don't want to make the wrong decision. So you know the whole thing that indecision is it's more worse than actually making a decision. So this was a sign of indecision. We were afraid of making a decision and then seeing like the other side is going to come after us. No, you got to call the shots. Can you play the? Can you put the Yahoo article I just sent you on top right, second one? So, Pat, this,
2: Kamala Harris would be China. I mean, Kamala Harris's husband kissing, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly.
1: That's exactly what that well, would that's be. That's exactly what I'm saying yeah. to you. <laughs> no, you're so, right. so, watch it. It's a Yahoo story. So, go to the top so we can see it's a Yahoo story. So, this is a Yahoo story if you can just go up a little bit. Yeah, China is mad at the U.S. for blasting its suspected spy balloon. But a few years ago, state TV bragged its fighter pilots could shoot one down. Okay, so so again, China's met. A 2020 Chinese state TV clip showed off how fighter pilots could shoot down surveillance balloons. The video shows a pilot tracking and shooting a balloon during an apparent training exercise. China said on Monday that the U.S. shooting down a suspected Chinese balloon was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. China's upset at the U.S. shot down the balloon. TV comes, got it. The video on China's got it. In the video, an alarm bell prompts a fighter pilot to prepare and board a fighter jet and peers to... Be the Chinese J-10 a multi-role? Uh, got it. A CCT never the reaction, saying that loading missiles, powering up, checking the fuel, uh, 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 what what is the word right there? The fuselage and other procedures were all completed quickly. So if you can go a little lower to see who said they were upset about the fact that so the supervising command organized, judged, high surveillance, the CCTV, the white balloon exploded and the launch. Okay, so they're explaining what happened to it. So. Who who are these guys to say you're upset that we shot down your balloon? Yeah. What do you mean you're upset? And who gives you the audacity to even say something like that? You can you know uh, we're upset that you shot down the balloon. What makes you think we care? Yeah. What makes you think we care about your opinion whether we shot it down or not? Who's the priority? You know what i Our relationship with you or protecting the safety of our citizens? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> When you make a comment like this, but the audacity to even say something like they just that don't care. That's why. But I, but I don't think they can do that under strong leadership. I absolutely. I don't think you can even make a comment like that. No. You know what happened? You know what would happen within 24 hours? Oh, really? No problem. 25% tariffs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. say that one more time to us because without us, China. When you were not even a top ten economy in the world just 50 years ago, when uh, your former Thanks. friend came and struck the deal with those guys back in uh, whatever the 60s was, you wouldn't even exist on what you did. You needed the help of a smaller economy, smaller nation, more powerful uh, economy to help you realize that capitalism works to be able to compete with everybody else. Now you want to talk to these guys like this? You, 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 America helped these guys turn into what they are today, and now they're flipping it and saying, "Hey." You disrespected us. It's an insult.